With the holidays around the corner, now's your chance to save time and money at Safeway Stock Up Sale. Plus, earn four times gas reward points on participating items. Look for tags on items like Honey Nut Cheerios. Select varieties are four for eight dollars with your club card. And select varieties of Betty Crocker cake mix, brownie mix, or frosting are ten for ten dollars with your club card. Maximum gas reward at participating Sunoco stations is twenty cents per gallon and one dollar per gallon at Safeway stations in a single fill of up to twenty-five gallons. Other restrictions, limitations, and exclusions apply. For complete details, go to Safeway.com. You are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Spurs is a daily podcast covering the San Antonio Spurs. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Audioboom, and many more. Locked on Spurs will be there waiting for all Spurs fans, whether it be on your daily commute, lunch hour, or whenever you have time, Locked on Spurs will bring you the latest on the silver and black. Now, let's talk some Spurs. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Spurs of the Lockdown Podcast Network. And I'm your host, Jeff Garcia. And welcome back uh, from your three-day weekend. I hope it was a good one and you enjoyed, you enjoyed, I'm sorry, your Labor Day day off. And able to relax, uh, reflect back on your what it means to be laboring away. And uh, yeah, and it's time to get ready for a new work week. So let's kick it off right, right here on LOS and talk about your favorite topic, the San Antonio Spurs. And I get it. There's not much to maybe talk about the Spurs directly, but believe it or not, there's actually been some huge news in the Tony Parker department. And of course, you know, and I know, and pretty much everybody else knows that Eurobasket 2017 is uh, uh, pretty much uh, underway and a few Spurs are in action. But before uh, we talk about Parker and uh, Eurobasket, oh, and by the way, uh, Spurs assistant coach Messina, he had a few choice words to say about FIBA and some uh, rule changes or calendar changes, I should say, uh, for the next World Cup. Well, we're going to dive all into that and a lot more. But before I do that, I want to briefly mention that this episode of Lockdown Spurs is brought to you by SeatGeek. I have this app. I mean, the app is just amazing. It's phenomenal. And I think you should get it too. As a matter of fact, I uh, actually strongly urge you to download it on your favorite device, your cell phone, what have you. Not only does it give you price alerts on any event that you want to attend to, basically when the the price is right for your budget, it also is mobile friendly, it's user friendly. You can download tickets straight to your device and get the uh, barcode scanned right off your cell phone. No need to, it's basically paperless. It's, it's that's, you know, kind of what it is. It's just a paperless way or alternative to get into the event of your choice. Now look, the NBA season is still a few weeks away. It's fast approaching. But MLB is in full action. NFL is about to kick a uh, tip off or kickoff. And of course, there are many other events that you can attend to some non-sporting events. It's, it's a great app and I have it. You should get it too. So you want to download the SeatGeek app right now. You want to write this down or commit this to memory. L-O-N-B-A. That's L-O-N-B-A. Why do you need to know that? 
That's going to give you a $20 rebate off your first ticket purchase by using the SeatGeek app. It's very simple. Just go to the settings tab, click add a promo, enter L-O-N-B-A, and get yourself $20 back in your pocket after your first purchase using the SeatGeek app. So again, you know, I recently had to use it uh, for a concert event that I went to. I'm about to show my age here. Hall of Notes. Yes, I know. I'm old. But hey, I, I needed a ticket. I had to see these uh, the, one of the greatest duels ever. And I used my SeatGeek app to get myself some Primo seats. So once again, L-O-N-B-A. Get yourself a $20 rebate. Download it on your favorite device and enjoy your favorite sporting event or non-sporting event. It's a great app. I have it. You should get it too, the SeatGeek app. All right, and uh, as I mentioned, yeah, there's there's uh, still tons of Spurs information out there, and just because it's August does not mean uh, the Spurs news machine stops. I mean, seriously, I mentioned Tony Parker, Eurobasket, Messina. Oh, and Bertans had a little injury scare. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that, and by we, I have some pretty big news um, in the LOS department, and. As you know, I've been pretty much holding down the fort for a full Spurs season uh, by myself here in Locked On Spurs. And it's been a challenge. It's been a chore, but it's been great. And, and I loved every moment with you and talking to you about the silver and black. But I decided maybe in the new season, it's time to bring in some reinforcement. And by reinforcement, I'm talking about a guy that I've known for quite some time. He used to work with me at Project Spurs. Now, for those of you who don't know, I actually, as a co-founder of Project Spurs, I actually helped start that uh, website, that Spurs site, and also the Spurs cast. I was one of the original hosts of the show before I went off to uh, greener pastures at News 4 San Antonio and Fox 29 San Antonio. But my, you know him. He's been on the show a couple of times, and uh, maybe I should let the uh, cat out of the bag already instead of uh, building it up. My good friend, now new co-host of Locked On Spurs, and maybe another little news nugget coming on later in the show about my new co-host, and that is Jose Grijalva. You know him, you love him, you follow him on Twitter, at JRG1023. You're going to have to follow him now a lot more, because he's going to have a lot to say. He's very opinionated, and he's not afraid to call out the Spurs when they need to be called out. Jose Thank you for accepting the invite. Thank you for becoming the new co-host of Locked On Spurs. Glad to have you on board and perfect way to come in. You know, Tony Parker, Bertans, Eurobasket, coming in at the right time, right before the season begins. Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for allowing me to be on. I'm going through a cold or whatever's happening here. And, you know, the funny thing is it's at this time every year. Facebook was reminding me about, you know, the pictures that I posted a year ago, and it was the same thing. I was going through a cold, a flu, whatever, so I sound horrible right now. But I'm, I'm excited to be on here, like how you were saying uh, with the News 4 also writing. Uh, I'm just happy to be doing Spursy stuff again. Is this the intro that all, you know, like Michael Rehome got to, like all the, all the guests? Because I feel special with this, you know, huge introduction that I just got. <laughs> well, Rehome... Uh, for those of you who don't know, Mike Rehome, he's actually one of my uh, writers at News 4 San Antonio. Uh, we try to get uh, connected uh, during the week to, to 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 record shows, but his schedule is terrible. My schedule is terrible. So when we do have a chance, Mike and I record. And uh, But let me tell you something right now. Uh, Jose, Mike is ecstatic. You're joining the team. He's happy. He's uh, overjoyed, and he's glad that you're hopping on as co-host of Locked On Spurs. And, of course, uh, Jose let the other cat out of the bag. Yes, 
Jose will be a, the new writer, Spurs writer, on News4SanAntonio.com Spurs Zone as well as Fox 29 San Antonio Spurs Zone. So he's going to be uh, pretty much covering all fronts, writing and talking. And uh, Jose, you and I have some history. We used to work together at Project Spurs and, of course, on the Spurs cast, a show that you and I used to host uh, before reuniting here on Locked On Spurs. But I'm glad to have you on board. I'm, I'm happy and uh, who knows, maybe there's more news down the road for Lockdown Spurs. Yes, I'm hinting at something uh, much later as the season uh, inches closer, but that's for another show. Jose, as I mentioned in the intro, a lot of Spurs stuff going on. Uh, let's start off with the big news. And if true, maybe, just maybe, number nine could be back on the floor a lot sooner than later. Let me quickly brief you. You have not heard. Uh, Danny Green recently did an interview with a French outlet, LCI, and uh, touched on uh, Tony Parker. And he was asked about Tony Parker and his progress returning uh, from the injury he suffered in the postseason. As you know, he uh, pretty much messed up his left quadricep muscle, needed surgery, and he's in rehab right now. Uh, Danny Green pretty much said in a nutshell that perhaps, just perhaps, Parker could be returning back to the court a lot sooner than later. He didn't want, he used phrases like, I don't want to break anything or reveal anything, but he looked very confident that number nine is going to return to the court earlier than January 2018, but he is expected to come pretty much midseason. Uh, right off the bat, Jose, as much as I was ecstatic about it, I was also kind of pumping the brakes saying, whoa, let's not rush this TP. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that, you know, got me sort of uh, nervous about that was, I mean, he tore that quad right off. So, I mean, it's and he's a little bit older. He's not in his 20s anymore. He's in his mid 30s. It's going to take, you know, I, I think it's around a year that it heals up for the normal athlete. I know basketball players, you know, they're, they're freaks of nature sometimes with how they train. But the first thing I thought was, is he coming back too soon? You know, I know he feels better. And if he's like me, you know, we've known each other for a while. I could be. <laughs> I, you know, I could be, you know, feeling horrible, but I'm still going to say I'm OK, you know, but for me, because OK for me is I'm alive, I'm breathing, I'm OK, you know, so I, I, I hope that's not the mentality he's going with. I think they need him to be more, a little bit more careful, a little bit more cautious. It's a contract year for him. So maybe he wants to, uh, you know, outperform what, you know, maybe the Spurs have set out for him. Maybe he wants one more big deal, sort of like what Ginobili got last season. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm just worried that he's going to rush it, especially with all the guards that the Spurs have. It's not really that necessary. Patty's a point guard, even though he's not a facilitator. He can play that point guard role. Kawhi was playing point guard for the majority of the year. He was the ball handler. Ginobili's the backup point guard technically off the bench. Uh, you have all these different guys off the bench that can play point guard. Uh, so just DeJounte Murray is going to be that up-and-comer. You know, he's going to need those minutes that Parker will be giving up early in the season. So maybe, you know, in, in my mind, I think he should take it a little bit easy. Uh, but if he's 100% by then, then why not? Because he has to get back into shape. I'm just weary that it too it's too soon, and then uh, something could happen to him. Again, he's not that, that younger guy. I think he should just play it safe. No, I actually agree with you. And look, even if Tony Parker does come back earlier than expected— He's going to be uh, pretty much on a short leash with Popovich. Popovich is not going to give him 30, 35-plus minutes on that floor. 
He's actually going to be probably coming off the bench if he does come back sooner than later. He's not playing with Team France right now at the EuroBasket 2017. He, um, you know, it's not even with the team to begin with. He's still in rehab. He's 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 in a situation where I think that he needs, like you mentioned, to come back slowly. Why rush it? Now, I'm going to probably disagree with you in a little bit right here, Jose, and I think the Spurs point guard spot is an issue, even with Mills, Murray, uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard as point forward and Mono Ginobili. I think this is a serious issue. Uh, the Spurs and the fact that they're hoarding all these guards, they brought in a guy named London Perantes. I mean, they're, 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 this just cries... We need insurance on top of insurance on top of insurance on top of insurance. Yeah, Perantes is going to be G League bound. I get that. Murray, he's a sophomore in the NBA. He's just 20, 21 years old. He's a young kid. And you're going to be turning the reins over to him. Okay, fine. Maybe, you know, you've seen on social media, he's posting pictures left and right that he's going to come back. He's hungry and what have you. Mills, as you mentioned, is a facilitator, but that takes away from his game. Then you got Bryn Forbes, who's also a, a gunner, and he did not play any type of uh, point guard uh, minutes at the summer league. They were just letting him shoot the ball whenever he wanted to, and he was connecting, and he looked great. But I, I disagree with you in the sense that I think they need Parker back maybe sooner than later. The fact that the San Antonio Spurs are bringing in all these guards left and right tells me maybe they're just not really comfortable with that position as it stands right now, sans Tony Parker. Well, the thing that I think they're going to be trying this year is I think they're going to be trying to match Golden State in how they're playing. I think last year we saw the end of that conservative big man type of Popovich scheme where you have two big men like, you know, how uh, we the, he had Gasol and Aldridge back then before them. It was uh, Duncan and Splitter and so forth. I think that's the end of it. They got Rudy Gay because I think they want to run more. I think we'll see him at the four. Don't be surprised if we see LaMarcus Aldridge at the five. So if they move really into that small ball mentality, everybody really bumps up a spot, I think. Uh, you know, if DeJounte Murray's the one, I think, you know, Patty Mills might bump up to the two. Danny Green in some situations might bump to the three. And we might see Kawhi play the four more. Uh, it's getting to be that type of league. So I, you know, the, the whole hoarding of the guards, I think it's because of that necessity of a changing type of scheme, of a changing type of offense, especially with that Rudy Gay, uh, you know, signing. He's more, he's going to bring it the dimension that Diaw brought, you know, sort of that athletic four. He can, he can post up also. He can shoot a little bit and he can, you know, create his own shot so i think they're just going to be running more and again that's where you need all these guards to come in yeah even if uh, tony parker uh and what danny green says is true that maybe just maybe that parker is going to be coming back a lot sooner than expected i mean you have to watch the video if you haven't seen it it's on newsforcesanantonio.com at the spur zone section and not only do i pull the quote i actually have the video of him and danny green looks pretty confident that tp is going to be back sooner than later I and mean, he pretty much said uh, he's coming, you know, I'm paraphrasing here that he's expecting Parker to be back sooner and pretty much proving to people who doubt him that he's going to do it. So Danny Green looked confident, but circling back to Parker, as I was saying, even if he does come back, I'm looking at this. Okay, fine. You're back, Parker. You feel good. Like Jose said, you know, you, you know, he's just feeling good and you want to come back and play. I get it. There's still, Jose, that situation of game shape. He's going to miss preseason. He's going to miss uh, hardcore team practices at camp. He's going to miss early games in the uh, season. I don't, know, I don't know if he's going to have the legs for it. 
And I, if I were the Spurs, I would be telling Parker, wait a minute, wait, we just found out that you're, you might be coming back sooner than later, or you think that you're coming back sooner than later. Maybe you misunderstood us. Yeah, you're coming back sooner than later, but you ain't going to be stepping on that floor. You're going to be stepping on that practice uh, uh, facility and doing what you need to do to prove that that quad is 100%. And now look, having Tony Parker back is great. Leadership, that spurs corporate knowledge, somebody to lean on in-game for DeJounte Murray if he needs to pick and poke at Parker's brain. Popovich is going to be riding Murray, so why not go to somebody who's been through the grind or the meat grinder that is Popovich? I like all that, but if I start seeing Popovich putting him out there heavy minutes, I, I, I'm like, well, what are you doing, Popovich? Uh, you know, you, you brought up that article. I wonder who wrote that article since you had everything right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, the the one thing that I'm sort of encouraged for in, in with the situation is, you know, at his age, I think he's going to be eating a lot better. I think, you know, a lot of these NBA players are hiring nutritionists and, you know, people to cook for them. They're they're uh, they're planning their their meals and all that. So I think if he comes in lighter. That that's gonna help, obviously, his lower body. Like how you said, he needs some some time uh, to practice to move around. You know, uh, some practice time, maybe scrimmages and all that. Uh, but you know, that that's the only thing that positive that I can see right now. If he comes in lighter, uh, I can I can totally see Popovich putting him in right away just to see how much speed he's got. Because again, if he's a little bit lighter than he's been in years past, that's gonna be a luxury with how players play nowadays with Steph Curry being quicker than him and uh, Russell Westbrook being quicker than him. Uh, I don't think he can match the strength anymore. So, um, but you know, that, that worries me too, where it's going to be a respect factor. He might be putting him in way too long. Uh, all of bad memories, Nick Van Exel in the 2006 <laughs> playoffs. I know everybody remembers that, right? Ooh, uh, you're I, dating I, yourself now, Jose. That, sh that shows my age, right? Exactly. 11 years ago. Uh, but again, you know, Pop sort of has that respect factor where he overplays his guys because, again, those are his guys. Uh, so, uh, you know, but at the same time, you know, I think he might be cautious with them because, you know, especially with somebody like DeJounte Murray, if he can pick up the slack and Parker can possibly come off the bench and pair up with Mills in, in a lineup that Popovich played last season a lot more than I thought he would, uh, I think, you know, if this is Parker's last season, which it could totally be, I think Pop is going to—he's going to want him to go out in a good way. You know, I don't think he's going to overplay him so he could look slow and get him those minutes. I think he's going to just want him to look good, uh, sort of like what he tried to, you know, get with Timmy uh, in his last year, sort of with Ginobili last season when he when everybody thought it was going to be his last season. So I think he's going to protect Parker a lot, but I would be extremely surprised if he does overplay him with the situation that he's going with. Because the one thing that we all have to remember is basketball is a lower body sport. If you have a bad knee, a bad toe, a bad ankle, bad whatever lower body – that's going to slow you down. So I think the Spurs are going to be a little bit more cautious with that. Oh, yeah, definitely. The Spurs uh, history, it definitely shows that as far as the team and the team doctors and Popovich coaching staff being, I guess, healthy in the sense of they're extremely cautious and overcautious uh, to a fault about players coming back sooner or later. And as Jose mentioned, yeah, Parker is an older player. You see Popovich manage minutes for the older players, TD, Pal Gasol. Uh, now it's going to be Tony Parker, and we see it with Manu Ginobili. And what just really eats at me is that 
in that see in the postseason last year, Parker was arguably the second best player on the Spurs team, and to see him go down the way he did was just heartbreaking. And my first thought was, it's over. This is it. We j- I just witnessed Tony Parker's last play in the NBA, and for him to come back off an injury like that, as you mentioned, Jose, where the quad just completely ripped off, uh, and if he comes back to being a Parker. Not that we saw in the postseason. If he gives me something, I think Spurs fans will be happy. But are you expecting? I guess what are, what type of TP are you expecting, uh, considering age and injury and late arrival to the NBA, the new NBA season? Uh, I'm expecting a guy who's going to practice his jump shots, and he's going to be a spot up shooter, and that that guy that will slow on the offense when it needs to be slowed down more or less what Jason Kidd was for the Mavs when they won the championship you know he wasn't the guy he used to be but again he wasn't just doing nothing on the floor he wasn't doing he was doing something he was playing defense or he was you know uh orchestrating the offense calling the plays getting guys open I think that's the Tony Parker we're gonna see and maybe off the bench uh especially because the the, the luxury that the Spurs have with their bench players, especially with Ginobili coming off the bench and a Patty Mills coming off the bench, is that that bench is loose. You know, they don't really have too much of a leash on them like the starters do. Mm-hmm. The starters, you know, you have to go through Kawhi or you have to go through Lamarcus. The bench, when you have Bertans in there, Ginobili, uh, you know, sometimes Pau Gasol, if he starts to go, depending, depending on his situation, Patty Mills. I mean, it's just, you know, get open, set screens for each other. I think that'll help Parker, you know, sort of play like that 2014 Spurs type of offense. Uh, but I don't expect what we saw years ago. I don't even expect the Tony Parker we saw last season. I think he'll be more of a uh, – uh, facilitator if he can be uh, I don't think he'll be that score uh, if he can get the teardrop going I think he'll still be lethal but I think he'll be more of a spot-up shooter at the corner three sort of like what we've been seeing him evolve into yeah and also expect Popovich to perhaps and the coaching staff that is to uh, maybe sit him out a game uh, off a back-to-back you know really manage his minutes manage his minutes in that type of fashion you know, rest him a couple of days, um, you know, sit him out a couple of days. Maybe don't even go on the road road trip as much. Send him back home, you know. And Popovich, he'd, he'd probably look at the NBA and Silver and be like, to hell with your rule about resting players next season. Uh, I'm going to send Parker back if I have to. So um, I think Popovich is going to take that approach and uh, pretty much scoff at the NBA's new rest rules uh, next season. Hopefully that doesn't become a distraction for San Antonio when they're looking at Parker and how to handle his return. Uh, you know, there's been also so many other uh, issues about this uh, uh, topic. You know, Spurs fans, at least on social media, they're kind of split down the middle. Some Spurs fans are saying, no, this can't be happening. He's coming back too soon. Other Spurs fans are saying, yeah, welcome back. He's coming back. This is great for the team and, and et cetera, et cetera. Where do you land? I mean, I think, Jose, I think, are you landing more towards the coming back too soon or yeah, this is good. Maybe. Well, just to get back, here's where I get heat from people. It's all the fanboys and the fangirls that are happy, you know, like, yeah, he's coming back, not knowing the situation, not really, you know, dwelling on the situation. I'm on, you know, I'm on the, I hope he doesn't because at the same time, I'm looking at it from pop's situation there's a I don't know if you heard that sound. It, it wasn't me. It was a I think a motorcycle. <laughs> or, um, but 
you know, I, I feel bad for Pop because, again, it puts a lot of pressure on him. You have these young guys who want to break through. Murray, who wants to break through. Uh, when you look at his Snapchat, the guy just works out like crazy. He's at he's at the gym, you know, shooting the ball, you know, again, getting his getting his shots in, um, wanting to break out, wanting to, you know, I guess break that glass ceiling that a lot of people have been uh, putting uh, under him. Bryn Forbes, I mean, when you have a hot summer league like that, uh, you just want to keep going. So, again, if Parker comes in, that's going to impact their minutes. Uh, and a lot of the times, again, when you're too stacked in a position, it causes a lot of trouble because, again, uh, those guys want minutes. They just don't want to sit down and not earn their next paycheck, their earn, earn their next contract. So uh, I, I, I wish he would just wait. You know, uh, if he can be healthy early on and they need him, then, okay, go and go for it. There's really it, – it's kind of a no-lose situation at that point. Uh, but if the younger guys are, are really breaking through and he wants to come back and it hinders their growth, I mean, that's not really the ideal teammate that, again, all the Spurs fans want Tony Parker to see uh, to become. It, because if you remember, and I hate to point this out, but he, you know, out of the big three, the original big three, he's the least popular one. I mean, people <laughs> adore Tim Duncan. Oh, people yeah. are enamored by Manu Ginobili. And then there's Tony Parker. So I think he, at, at this point of his career, I think he really needs to be working to beat that to be that really good teammate like Duncan has always been like Ginobili it has always been uh to sort of you know because again legacy matters to them you know th their image matters for them uh so I you know in my in my point of view I think it's too early because of his health and also because it might hinder everybody else's growth of course mind you this is all speculation uh, Danny Green's uh saying this but it comes from a good source uh, that is his teammate so we Jeff, shall... if it's online, Jeff, it's real. Okay, yeah, there's exactly. no speculation. Don't, don't you understand that, uh, listeners? Uh, if it's online, it's real. So that picture of Jose uh, looking shredded uh, with uh, topless pulling a, a J.R. Smith walking around the street is just—it's real. It's, it really is Jose. He's that shredded. But uh, before those aren't we... tattoos; they're stretch marks. <laughs> now, before we segue to the next topic, just real briefly, uh, you know, Tony Parker did average 10 points per game. Uh, about 4.5 assists in the regular season last year. In the playoffs, though, he upped his game to 15.9 points per game, and his assists dipped a bit to 3.1. Uh, maybe, maybe Parker can just give us regular season Parker from 2016-17, and I'd take that any time, uh, considering his age, as uh, Jose mentioned, and the injury. All right. Uh, Eurobasket. Eurobasket is well underway, and there's been some exciting games. Uh, Team France with new spur Joffrey Laverne uh, had a uh, phenomenal opening game, overtime loss to uh, Finland, but nonetheless, it's been a great uh, tournament. I, I get excited for these type of tournaments. Uh, there's somebody named uh, Tori Messina who's not happy with FIBA right now. We're going to touch that in a few seconds, but right off the bat, uh, perhaps the quote-unquote big news from the Eurobasket, Jose has been this uh, somewhat of a minor injury to Davis Bertans. Uh, the reports didn't really specify which finger he injured, but he did suffer a finger injury. He uh, got his finger whacked uh, against uh, Serbia. And by the way, did you see that sweet block he had on former Spur Boban Marjanovic? I mean, that was just sick. Yeah, and you know when I saw it, I was just thinking all the Spurs fans that wanted Boban back. I think that sort of just died down. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but Bertans nonetheless uh, sat out one game against Belgium. He came back. Uh, well, by the time you're listening to this uh, show yesterday, and just put on a show. 
He finished with 22 points. He, uh, oh, and by the way, all those 22 points came off simply just a three-point shot. Um, and uh, he did pretty much his damage uh, early on in the game. And it was just a route for uh, Team Latvia as they just crushed Great Britain. Uh, Team Latvia is looking good right now, but of course you're more worried about Dubravis Bertans. And right off the bat, yes, he is fine. Uh, the Spurs did send a representative to check out his injury. I believe they put a little bit of a like a, like a sleeve, if you will, over their hurt finger. But he looks no worse for wear. Uh, your thoughts on uh, Bertans and uh, the injury and his play so far overseas? Well, this is where I'm just a horrible podcast co-host because I don't pay attention to it. Uh, but as long as he's hitting his shots, I mean, the Spurs are going to need him to do that. So he has to be comfortable being that spot of shooter. I don't see him uh, being that uh, flashy guy that we saw last season, you know, dunking, trying to create his own shot off the dribble. Uh, so, as I mean, you just said that he scored all his points or the majority of his points off three-point shots. He's going to have to get used to that. If they go f with a quicker pace like the European play, I, it's only to his advantage. Um, so, you know, the only thing I, I would be worried about is defensively. He wasn't that great defensively in uh, last season. At the same time, you know, in the Euro, in the Euro games, uh, it, it's not really that same pace with, you know, the athleticism factor. Uh, so, you know... I wouldn't, with the grain of salt, I'll take his defense uh, during those games. But, I mean, if his shot's falling down, that only means good things for the Spurs that'll open up the floor. Yeah, what I like you, about— Did you see how I just ad-libbed out of that? I, I, that, okay. that was my whole career on— uh, that was my whole career on the Spurs cast. And, and, People, and, you know, let's talk about this. Okay, I'll pretend I know about it. <laughs> At least you're honest about <laughs> it, you know, so you're not, you're not BSing the listeners. But here's the thing, though. I like the fact that— uh, I'm seeing what I'm seeing so far in the few games that Latvia and Bertans has played. And, and yes, there was the injury and yes, it was a bit of a scare, but the fact that he's getting heavy minutes right now for team Latvia, cause they pretty much need him. And of course, Porzingis is looking like freaking all world right now, but he's going to be expected to be counted on next season for San Antonio. And the fact that he can raise his game in a tournament style and in a pressure cooker situation for him, because look, these guys love playing for their country. And yes, I know there's a lot of NBA Spurs fans who just grin, grit and bear it. And they don't like their favorite NBA Euro NBA player playing in the summer. They'd rather see them uh, resting. But in this situation, I didn't mind Bertans playing oh, uh, the summer with Team Latvia. I didn't mind him uh, going to a training camp uh early in the summer and then of course the travel and then of course playing games uh, almost every other day if not back to back and then I, I don't mind him the fact that after this tournament is over he has to come straight to san antonio and jump into training camp because i think he needs the reps the spurs and what he provides on the floor for san antonio is going to be so vital for the team next season he is a damn good stretch four and his shot is down. It's falling down. And even when he misses, it looks like the ball is going through the net. He showed a lot of explosiveness last season. I like that. A lot of aggressiveness. Look, and he's a feisty kind of guy. We saw what he did against uh, Greg Monroe last season. He tried to get in his face. And then even in the uh, tune-up games before Eurobasket, he was very vocal about refs and how they call games, even in a route for Team Latvia. I like what I'm seeing out of Bertans. I want to see more out of it, and I like the fact that he's playing heavy minutes right now because the Spurs are going to need him. He's a young kid. He can handle it. Yes, there is the injury issues. 
the busted knees back to back practically. But he's been pretty much durable. He's been reliable. He is knocking down shots. And if he continues to do that, the Spurs got themselves one heck of a gem off that Kawhi Leonard 2011 draft day trade with Indiana. Yeah, and, you know, to your point where you were talking about, you know, that NBA fans in general, they don't like their players playing overseas. we got to remember there's a difference in the roles with these players. It's not like Manu Ginobili playing in 2008 where he got where he kept getting hurt. You know, that was sort of, a, you know, uh, where everybody was weary of that because he was the main one of the main offensive guys for the Spurs. And he was also one of the main offensive guys for Argentina. That's not the situation we're talking about with Bertans. Bertans is going to be a bench player and a spot-up shooter the majority of the time. So like how you said, shooters need to shoot to keep in rhythm. Uh, the same thing with Pau Gasol. You know, he's playing uh, in that Eurobasket. Again, he's not the main component of the Spurs offense or their defense he's that guy if he plays extremely well it's a luxury because it opens everybody else up so you know I'm with you on that the guy needs the reps he's going to go back to San Antonio he's going to get more reps the season's going to start I mean you need them to get into rhythm mm, yep. I think I maybe you know I, I know a lot of people get on him because you mentioned him earlier you know Danny Green tends to not really be in rhythm or he hasn't been in rhythm for the past few seasons last year being w one of the examples you know you know, if he would play like Bertens has, you know, during the summer and then going into the NBA season, he might, uh, you know, be going hot into the season. So, uh, you know, again, I think it's a luxury, but also I think it's a necessity for these guys. If they're shooters, they need to keep shooting. You mentioned Pau Gasol. Yes, he is playing with Team Spain right now. Now, he did set out the team's recent win over Romania, but don't fret. It was simply just a rest game. He's fine. But he's been looking pretty much vintage Pau Gasol uh, for Team Spain. He is a little older, but, uh, you know, I think the the rest game, I like what I'm seeing out of that. Who knows? Maybe the uh, Spurs pretty much uh, got into the ear of the coaching staff for Spain and said, eh, he needs to set out this game. And uh, But, yeah, he's looking good. Uh, not really to talk about there. Spain is undefeated still. By the time you're listening to this show, they are 3-0. and And they're looking like the favorites that they are to win gold in uh, Eurobasket 2017. Of course, then there's Joffrey Laverne, the newest Spurs center. Uh, uh, he's been kind of polarizing, in my opinion, Jose. Some Spurs fans like to pick up. Some Spurs fans simply call him trash. Uh, I like I like him. I lean on the side. I think he's going to provide that spark, that punch, that grittiness, that toughness in the paint. Uh, he's shown it uh, in Eurobasket play. He's had some stinkers. He had a four-point game, but in a recent game, he had like 21 points. I like the kid. I, I like him. I, I, I like he provides that kind of a spark that I think the Spurs lost with David Lee and Dwayne Dedman. Well, I, you know, I honestly don't know too much about the guy. I've heard what he can do. I heard he can rebound. I heard he's good defensively, but he's a good passer, right? I, yeah. I've heard that. You know, the one thing when I've heard all those things was, the, the, we're probably going to get the closest thing that we can get to Tiago splitter, a healthy Tiago splitter. If they can get that type of player in with this type of team and they could go with different lineups again, Aldridge at the four Kawhi at the three, or even go with a bigger lineup with Rudy Gay at the three Kawhi at the two, something like that. They could go play that vintage Spurs, uh, you know, 10 pass, uh, beautiful game basketball. So I'm excited just because of that. You know, I don't really look at the stats because one of the problems that they had last season 
and you mentioned David Lee. Uh, he David Lee was a hustler out there, but he couldn't shoot. And, and again, he was a smaller defender. Uh, Dwayne Dedman, he his offensive game was extremely raw. And again, he was really uh, impatient on the defensive, and he would foul a lot. Right. Uh, uh, I, oh, I, I lost my train of thought because, I, of course, I think ahead of myself. But again, that's how with good their, Jose is. He he's so uh, ahead of the game. He can really <laughs> anticipate what he's even going to think himself. Nice cover up because now I remember, uh, you know, with their best lineup, if you remember their best lineup, it was like Tony Parker, right? Or P- Tony Parker, Patty Mills, uh, Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard, and then Aldridge, LaMarcus Aldridge and Pau Gasol. And out of those guys, when you take that group of guys, they're really good basketball players. But those aren't the type of players or the type of guys that will do the, the things that nobody else wants to do, the hustle, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the clean up messes, you know, do the, do the, dirt, the, the dirty things on the basketball court. This Laverne guy looks like he's that type of guy, like Tiago Splitter, the guy that, that'll say, I don't need the ball. I'll do everything else. You guys focus on, you know, your games. If they can get any ounce of a Tiago Splitter type of game or mentality out of this guy, the Spurs can over – I think they'll be overachieving because when I look at that lineup, it doesn't really pan out with Golden State. It, you know, I would I'm, I would be extremely nervous if I was a betting man to bet on the Spurs against the Houston Rockets and also maybe even the Minnesota Timberwolves because of their – you know, when you play against young guys, a lot of the times young guys don't know they're bad, especially when they get, you know, good players and hype. They might overachieve in that. Uh, but if they can get – again, any game like Tiago Splitter brought – to the Spurs, selfless defense, rebounding, passing, setting screens for everybody. It'll only be easier for everybody, for everybody else, and I think they'll be an elite team if he can bring that type of play. Yeah, I, I agree too. I, again, he's he also he's also a kickboxer. I don't know if you know this. He also uh, you know gets in the MMA octagon. So I like that. I like even though it has nothing to do with the NBA and uh, and the uh, you know the paint. I like the fact that he just brings that toughness. Uh, to the Spurs and I'm not expecting him to be posting double doubles every night I'm not expecting him to get even 15 boards a night to be greater you know if he can just give me some hard-nosed defense some solid screens some paint intimidation uh, protect the rim grab some rebounds get some putbacks I'm fine I am not expecting him to do uh, anything that's going to leap off the stat page but I do expect him to be that type of gritty player in the paint. And at this too, Jose, it's not like he's coming into San Antonio have not knowing uh, a one iota of Spurs info. He's playing right now with Boris Diaw. He's playing with Nando Dakota right now. You can't tell me he's probably asking them like, hey, how was it like playing with San Antonio? What's it like with Popovich? You know, Team France runs a very similar system and style to the Spurs. So I think his learning curve is going to be a little quicker uh, once training camp opens up preseason and the regular season. So I expect him to be quite uh, an impact player, but not in the sense of big time stats, but in the sense of that dirty work that the Spurs desperately need, because I don't ever see getting that out of LaMarcus Aldridge or a Pau Gasol. Yeah. You know, like how you were saying, he's not going to be the best player out there, but the Spurs need him to be one of the most valuable players for them on the floor. Yeah, yeah exactly. So uh, hopefully uh, what we've seen from Laverne, at Eurobasket 2017, uh, will give us a glimpse of what he can provide for San Antonio heading into the new season. And no, we're not done with Eurobasket yet. And and I think uh, Jose probably wants to weigh on this because he brought it to my attention. 
uh, when I forgot to write it for him in the uh, rundown for today's show. Uh, Tori Messina and uh, Jose, you want to take over? Uh, what exactly? What's his gripe? What's he upset about? Uh, what he's upset about now is they're, they're moving the qualifiers. Well, you wrote the the article, of course. They, they, they're moving the qualifiers to uh, November, which is in the NBA season. So, again, now you're asking a lot of the coaches, NBA head coaches, if you're Spurs fans, Coach Pop, to go and make really make a decision. You know, do you go and, re, you know, represent your country or do you go and work your job? Uh, I would be as heated as he, you know, as he is because, again, this is one of those changes where – uh, if it was voted for, it would get voted down. It's just one of those random situations. Um, maybe you know, maybe it's a conspiracy. I'm a big conspiracy nut. Tinfoil hat, everything, the whole nine yards on that. Uh, maybe you know they see how dominant the U.S. is. Maybe they don't want Pop to be coaching these guys as much. Uh, maybe you know have an upset here, or here, or you know in some place. Uh, but you know, I, I I completely understand what he's going through because again, when you want to be with your team, and if it's your team, you're the head coach. You want them to run your system. With, with you being there watching them. You're not really that comfortable with somebody else, even with assistant coaches. You know, you're the only you. And even if they run it the same way, we've seen it. You know, um, Becky Hammond runs the Spurs system, but she runs it in a different way. Messina the same way. Uh, Ime Udoka has coached different ways, you know, in that same system. So, you know, that, that's what's going to happen with all these other countries, you know, especially if they're NBA head coaches or assistant coaches to miss their job to go in for these qualifiers. I'm, it's not, you know, gold medal games or anything. It's qualifiers. Uh, you know, it could mean, you know, a lot. So I, I don't blame Messina. What, what do you think? Uh, you know what? I don't blame him at all. And look, the NBA, Euro, it goes beyond that too, Jose and listeners. The Euro League, the, the, they shifted the 2019 World Cup qualifiers, which is going to be in China, to November. That's right smack in the middle, as Jose mentioned, in the NBA season and the Euro League season. So teams are not going to be counting on their main players. I get it. I completely get it. This is a this is pretty much every team that's hoping to qualify for the Olympic Games in 2020 last gasp to make a slot. And now you're going to tell those teams that are desperately trying to represent their country at the biggest stage at the Olympic stage. Uh, you know what? Bellinelli, Gasol, uh, who else am I missing here? Laverne, uh, et cetera, et cetera. You guys are going to be working in the NBA and, and maybe some of the Spurs EuroLeague uh, stashes they got. You, There's no way the EuroLeague or the NBA is going to say, yeah, go ahead and go. Go midseason, uh, right in the smack in the middle of the NBA season, Laverne, Gasol, uh, and go play for a tournament in China. We'll, we'll hold the fort down. That, that ain't going to happen. Uh, so Messina is – and also that goes for Messina too. This also applies to coaches. Messina can't go coach Team Italy. Pop can't go coach uh, Team USA. Team USA is going to have to rely on G League players, and I'm not knocking that. I'm not knocking them at all. They're, that's a great – farm system and they got great talent there but you want to bring in the best of the best and now you have to rely on the g league players uh players that are wouldn't necessarily be considered stronger players and again i'm not knocking them but you know what i'm trying to get at to represent your home country at a big stage like the 2019 qualifier and cross your fingers and hope you guys can gel fast enough to uh, represent your home country and hopefully make a slot at the olympics uh jose he said and Messina, they said, 
he used the word humiliation, humiliated. He said the player should feel humiliated that this is happening. You think he maybe he's taking it a little bit too far? Oh, not at all. And with your rant there, that only, I mean, that makes me glad because, I mean, now it opens up a position for me. You know, <laughs> that 5'5", five, five, 200, and right now I'm at 205 right now. Guy, you know, just posting up, you know, battling against those seven-footers. I mean, it'll be a joy to watch, obviously. But, yeah, I mean, that, that's that's right. You know, it's sort of like AAU, AIA, you know, you know when you play basketball teams and all that with, with younger kids. You know, they're not going to let them play with other leagues, with other teams. You're going to have to stay there. So, you know, it, it's a shame because, again, that might now, you know, sort of, I guess, even out the playing field. And, you know, NBA players might say, well, we're not going to worry about Team USA anymore if the qualifiers are going to be during the NBA season. Why do we want to, you know, sort of get the second, you know, you know, play at the end of all this or have somebody else determine our fate? Uh, so, I, I mean, maybe that's why they're pushing it. So NBA players aren't a part, uh, aren't a part of it. And it's a more even playing field because... You know, other countries have one or two guys, but the U.S. has a dream team every year, even though they're not called the dream team. Uh, we had the redeem team, even that 2004 team that was very, uh, you know, very, uh, you know, uh, underachieved with Duncan and Iverson. I mean, those are really good players. So even when the U.S. is bad, they still have the best players. So maybe that's what they're trying to get to, you know, sort of push the NBA out of the way and, you know, have it as, a, as an even playing field. That wouldn't be too bad. I mean, it would be more entertaining you don't know who the guys are. They're probably not going to be a lot of tickets being sold to those events, but I mean, it might be more of an even playing field. Yeah. And if there's any uh, silver lining in all this uh, team USA did win the 2017 uh, FIBA America Cup in South America, they won gold. So, um, you know, they still got one more hurdle to go and that is uh, the world cup in 2019. So uh, congratulations to team USA. Now that team, is made up of well the one that just won gold in South America is made up of G League players and a splash of NBA players and I'm talking about maybe bench NBA players like Plumley and etc. But I like about that is that already these guys have already got the taste of international play this summer. Fast forward to 2019, they can say, hey, we've been here, we've done that, we've come together in South America, now we got to come together again in China and make sure that Team USA puts a stamp on basketball and win this tournament uh, so the big boys can take over in 2020. And the, by the way, those big boys, like really the biggest stars of the NBA that hopefully will turn out uh, for uh, Team USA, like a Kawhi Leonard, they're going to be coached by uh, Popovich in the uh, summer games that are uh, coming up soon in uh, a few short years. So hopefully uh, Popovich and Team USA will be riding high. And at least in that tournament, in 2020 uh, to get uh, gold once again. Let uh, me ask you this question uh, before you go on. I mean, we talked about how unfair the NBA players might, you know, see it. You know, we can't play in this. But what about the other guys? What if the other guys dominate as well as, you know, having Westbrook and Kyrie on the team and LeBron and Kawhi and uh, Boogie and uh, Anthony Davis and, and all these guys? You know, it, it's really going to be the short end of the stick for them, especially whoever coaches Team USA. So if Team USA is still dominant, you know, these guys are just going to be like, well, I mean, what do we get out of it? You know, we should be playing in that in that gold medal game in the in those Olympics. Uh, if you're the coach, I mean, you know, obviously you're not going to try to, you know, play politics against Pop and try to take his spot. But I mean, if you coach a good game again, you're going to be rewarded with all these other guys coming and taking your glory. So, I mean, I, I don't think it's fair for both sides. I think they need to, you know, rethink this or at least give them 
uh, an option, you know, or give them a few more years to get accustomed to it. Okay, this is going to happen in a few years. You know, if you don't want to be a part of it, then you could get somebody else to do it. Uh, but I think it's really unfair for everybody that's going to be involved in this. Yeah, I, 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 my thing is this, is that the G League players, they're great, but you're, they're going to be going up against teams that, you know, in that World Cup, they're going to be sending the best of the best players outside of the NBA. So, like, I know this is this is a player that uh, isn't sitting well with Spurs fans right now, but a guy like Adam Hanga will be playing uh, for uh, Team Hungary. You got other power teams uh, that are going to be qualifying uh, from Lithuania to Serbia, et cetera, et cetera. These are, whew, they've been playing together for years. And you're going to tell a G League team who's played one tournament, and then now they're going to be dispersed this summer back to their respective teams then have a summer off unless they're going to be doing some hardcore the summer camp training in anticipation of the 2019 uh, qualifying uh, tournament, then great. But yeah, you're expecting them to uh, do a lot in China for the tournament. And uh, this is, they're going to be games where it's going to be coming down to the wire. I'm going to say right now, Jose expect team USA to lose a couple of games. I, I, as long as they medal, that's all they have to do is they medal and they're in the in the, uh, the Olympic Games. Bronze, silver, gold, don't matter. I, I think that's that mentality. <laughs> like, we just got to uh, qualify now. Once they qualify, hopefully they do, then that's a different story now, as you mentioned, because here are the guys that did the dirty work, and then here Durant, here Kawhi, here Boogie, uh, et cetera. There's your spot. Thanks. You know, hopefully we did y'all right now. I, I obviously it's a team effort. It's a team USA effort. I don't think they'll have that mentality, but if I'm the coaching staff and the USA basketball, I'm, I'm rewarding a few of the guys that helped team USA qualify for China and maybe saving them a couple spots deep in the bench. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, again, those guys have to be rewarded somewhat, but again, that team USA roster is so deep that even like, you know, the third string, could be starting anywhere else in the world. So uh, that's the luxury of being an American. You, you know what? I'm, besides I'm, living here and being free. You, you know what? I'm going to say right now, Popovich should just be, you know what? I give up Kawhi slot to some G League player right now. I'm saying, you're not playing Kawhi. You're, I'm giving this to some guy in the Austin Spurs or the, the, the Delaware team, uh, the Dallas team, whoever. I'm like, Popovich is going to be, Give up that seat, Kawhi, because we need to reward this G League player, and I'll be up standing up applauding Pop's decision. And I mean, you know, Pop's going to play it into a system. Uh, anybody can. I mean, if you can defend, you can play into that system. If you can shoot, you can play into that system. You know, believe it or not, I've been coaching the Spurs system in the youth league, and I've won three championships in a row. So I mean, hey. if they need, if they need me, just saying, uh, we could do the podcast while I'm coaching. You know what? I think you're onto something here, and here's why. Because then you can not only remain undefeated, you also put it, get your foot into the Spurs organization, and maybe we'll see you deep in the bench with the clipboard and coaching Kawhi Leonard, or maybe your favorite player, uh, pushing for Tiago Splitter to come back in silver and black. Yeah, and drinking some green tea with coconut water. I bought this at the store. Stuff's delicious. Yeah, just in case see, you ever see it. You are just one health freak. You know that? I try, you know, I try. I've been craving soda a lot, so I bought Diet Pepsi with that aspartame, you know, that sugar that's bad for you yeah. without that. So, I mean, it's pretty good. I'm I'm just, I, I'm, I'm not a health freak. I just try not to eat so bad every day. 
Oh no! I, if I if I could just get my diet in that check, it'd be a whole other story. But I I see a Burger King, I see a Wendy's, and I'm drooling. I'm like, this is so delicious. But I try, I definitely try, and getting older does not help at all. Uh, Jose, you had a great debut here on Locked On Spurs. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's easy when people aren't looking at you and you talk. I'm I'm really shy in person. No, you're right. Not. I've met you uh, in person. You are not shy. You know, the, one of the things I've been blessed with is having really good uh, co-hosts next to me. Uh, I had um, uh, who? Uh, man, had Prine, I forgot. Prine. I had Aaron Prine, the one before him. I forgot his name. I always botched his name. Um, me? Dang it. <laughs> no, no, it was the. Uh, oh man, he's gonna um, kill me if I ever see him again. Uh, Ryan? Who? No, before uh, no Ryan. No, again Ryan. He made everything so easy, like you, you know, uh, and you and Darren. Uh, oh man, what is his name? I forgot his name, bro. This is gonna be horrible. I'm gonna Wait, have was to. Was this after me? Yeah, after you. Uh, after you it left. It was Aaron. It was Aaron. No. No. It was. Um, no. This is this is horrible. Oh, this is um, so bad. Anyway, yeah. We'll just we'll just hit the eject button right now. And to say whoever it was, uh, you did a good job back then. But this is now, this is the future, this is going forward. I am again. I, I can't reiterate enough, Jose. Thank you for um, hopping on board and becoming the new co-host. And uh, we look forward to your writings on uh, NewsForSanAntonio.com. I know that's still a few weeks away. You want to bone up before the season starts, so take your time, no rush. But I'm looking forward to you. I'm happy to have you on board. And um, as I mentioned earlier, listener, maybe some other good news is down the road. Uh, Stay tuned to Locked On Spurs. Uh, Jose, thank you again. And they see Jose, he, he fainted. He fainted in, in oh, emotion. Oh, I, you, know, you know what? He fainted in emotion. The, no. Uh, he you was know so what that overwhelmed is, with emotion. He right. just said, oh, I can't take it anymore. No, usually with Ryan, he's usually like, okay, bye. And then I just hang up. He just hangs up. Doesn't give me a time to, to say bye. Kyle Bainitz. There, there you go. Oh, bingo. Boom. There you go. Uh, God, I was, I was I looking at through the archives. Yeah, but I mean, thanks for having me. It's going to be a fun ride, especially this season. New new spurs, uh, new look, and, uh, you know, new things to talk about. Exactly. All right. Well, with that, for Jose Grijalva, my new co-host, I am Jeff Garcia, and you just listened to Lockdown Spurs right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.